Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is me, it is me, your girl, Labora Lee. And this is a Baltimore love story. Now, I wanted to explain a little bit about what a Baltimore love story is. It is a story of a young girl coming to a city and falling in love with that city. Um, I know a lot of people probably think it's about me falling in love with somebody. It is not. I'm sorry, y'all. That's a down day. And I wanted to do this in my most normal um, representation. I'm not always dolled up and none of that stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm decent. I'm decent. Um, so the year was 1989. Um, that also happens to be the year a lot of things happen in that year first things first my mother and i moved to baltimore city from north carolina um i will say that moving to the city was definitely a culture shock like um i really really um i had been playing in in in, in an environment where it was like spread it out it wasn't a city um and there weren't as many people um so it was different when I got here. And then I absolutely knew, I didn't know anybody here. Um, I had met my, who would become my friend. And she jumped out there and she said, all right, I'm looking for a better life for me and mine. So she relocated us from North Carolina to, to Baltimore. Um, but the year was 1989. Pivotal thing also in that year, that is also the year that I fell in love with hip hop, but we'll get to that in a minute. So the year was 1989. The mayor at the time was Mayor Kurt Schmoke. And the governor at the time was William D. Schaefer. Um, it was, a, I will say it was a different kind of visual for me because the streets at that time um, in 89 were, you know, busy. People were doing things, um, you know, the, these this um, epidemic that we still fight to this day was not new. As a matter of fact, it was about to get at its height, I believe, if not already at its height. Um, it was 89, so I'm quite sure it was already at its height. But it was a different look. It was a different product on the street. I'm not going to mention those said products, but it was a different product on the street by the time that we moved to Baltimore. And I will say this about my city. At that time, everybody was getting it. The money, they was getting it. Um, I hate to say this, but I will say that at the time, the policy for the streets was nobody's, nobody paid attention to the other shit. So that's that. Um, Hip hop at the time. Let's get into that. Because remember, I just said that is the year that I fell in love with hip hop. So at the time, um, in 89, I'm going to list maybe not all of them because it was like 47 um, albums that dropped that year. But I'm going to run through a, a few of them. And I think I'm going to go through the, the go to the ones that were my favorites. So let's start with De La Soul. Um, Three Feet High and Rising. <clears throat> that album dropped that year. Paul's Boutique, BC Boys dropped that year. It's, big it's a Big Daddy thing by Big Daddy Kane dropped that year. Oh, man. Done by Forces of Nature. The Jungle Brothers dropped that year. Coogee Rat, Road to Riches dropped that year. Ghetto Music, The Blueprint of Hip Hop, Boogie Down Productions dropped that year. All Hail the Queen, the infamous Queen Latifah dropped that year. 
um, uh, Unfinished Business EPMD dropped that year. Oh, man. Walking with a Panther dropped that year at Al Cool J. Um, the DOC, No One Can Do It Better. Oh, my gosh. Hip Hop was just so amazing back then. No More Mr. Nice Guy Gangstar dropped that year. Um, the Ghetto Boys Grip It on the Other Level dropped that year. MC Light Eyes on This dropped that year. Uh, oh, Special Ed Youngest in Charge dropped that year. Bismarcky. The Biz Never Sleeps dropped that year. Oh my gosh, yo. Like the music. <sighs> the music. Um, Acknowledges King, Kumo D. Um, as nasty as they want to be, two live crew. Um, Heavy D and the boys, big time. Life is too short by too short. It was a lot of great music coming out. And at that time, you know what magazine was really, really popping? Right on. Right on magazine was was the magazine, and I have a cover. I wanted to share it, but um, I didn't have time to upload it. But I do have a cover from that year, and I maybe I'll try to show you guys really quick. Maybe you'll be able to see it on my phone. But I do have a cover from that year of Right on magazine, and on that cover, oh my gosh, on that cover was here we go. Let me tell you exactly who was on that cover. Uh-huh. So on this cover, and I'm going to... I'll put it on my page or something like that so you guys can see it. And my listening audience, you guys won't be able to see it. But if you want to see it, you can go to any of our streaming sites, um, any of our social media sites to see it. On the cover, we had Salt and Pepper, a young Salt and Pepper. And I just mentioned some of these people. We had KRS-One. We had Big Daddy Kane. We had Easy E and NWA. We had, hold on, let me tell y'all everybody. Um, MC Light and Special Ed. We had, oh my gosh, we had we had so many dope visuals for back in that day. Chub Rock. Um, so those who let me see if I can give y'all a little insight of what this cover looked like. You know what I'm saying? But that was um, Word Up magazine. I said right on. Right, right on was popping back then too. But Word Up magazine. That's that's where you got all your hip hop intel. So um, yeah, eighty nine was a blessed year as far as music was concerned. Um, I think my, my myself, I was just trying to figure out what this new life was gonna look like, and I was a kid. I was eight going on nine. Um, so. I was trying to figure out, you know, how to adjust. And and I and, and I adjusted. I, I learned how to adjust really, really quick because Baltimore is not one of those places where it's not for the week. I'll say that. You must come in well ready to adapt and adjust. So um I think I I adjusted well, all things considering. Um we moved in with my grandmother and um my cousins. Um, we moved that the first house we lived in was on Sturt Street. And I can tell you the summers <sighs> you'll hear our reoccurring theme about Baltimore summers, but I'll just give you a quick synopsis. Frozen cups. Back then we were eating um onion pickles and um getting penny candy. Uh a dollar went a long way back in them times. We used to go to fun camp which some people would call like summer camp, but we didn't stay there. We went home at the end of the day, but we went to fun camp. And um, my thing with fun camp was always the juices and the, and the lunches. I 
went through and I hustled to get everybody's juice. You don't want your juice? You don't want your juice? Can I get your juice? You know, I'll trade you this for your juice. And the um little icy cone thingy majiggas, like you pop it open and then like you push it up and you get the icies. Um, they were hot. We played on St. Jerome's um, parking lot. I don't know how we did not die. But we played on the parking lot heavy, and we played heavy on the fire escapes. We did what typical me and my girl cousins anyway. We did what typical girl little girls do, you know, did cheers and jump rope and played games like uh, red light, green light, and all of that good stuff. Fire hydrants were life. And like I said, that'll be a reoccurring thing for summers in Baltimore. You pop the fire hydrant open. Well, somebody did. I was too young to do it. But they popped the fire hydrant open and we went ham. That was one of the best. That's one of the best memories I can remember. Just, oh, they they, they opened the fire hydrant. Everybody put on their little clothes to get wet and we run. We run to wherever the fire hydrant was popped at. Sometimes it would be on Cross Street. Um, <clears throat> well, that was later on. We'll get to that. But. Um, you know, wherever they popped the fire hydrant, we was trying to get in there and get wet. Um, but we had a lot of fun times. And then I finally got introduced to my, my, my elementary school, my first school here in Baltimore, but my second elementary school, which was George Washington Elementary. Um, and that was something else too, because you got to remember, I'm the new girl coming in. I'm coming from North Carolina. Um, my mom is not all the way acclimated to this city, this city, nor is she acclimated to city life. So there was a lot of things that, you know, I had to play catch up on. For example, fashion. Um, it was a many, many days that I got picked on because my fashion wasn't up to par. Um, but the beautiful thing is that um, I had family members that I lived with and that were around me that could kind of, you know, sway me in the right direction and give me some little fashion pointers for living up north um what else ah i was an awkward little girl um well i wasn't awkward now that i'm older i think that made me unique and that what that would have been what made me stand out from a lot of people i used to have a birthmark right here under my eye it was like the size of a dime um but i got picked on a lot i got called polka dot oh my god i got picked on a lot about it but it made me stronger. It made me stronger for the environment that I was going to spend the rest of my life in, which I have. I've lived in the city for the majority of my life. Um, yeah, um, I had long hair, but at that time when I first got here, I wasn't really getting it done. It was like, pony. well, my mother would do it, but it wasn't like going to the hair salon or getting my hair, like special occasions. Otherwise, it's ponytails and braids, um, which wasn't really that bad but at the same time being a little girl with really long hair sometimes you become a target and I think for my daughter she goes through that a little bit sometimes too because have her really having really long hair sometimes that is the focal point for a lot of people which should not be a contingency but it is um so 89 was something else 89 was a hell of a year but I learned so much in 89 I learned about I actually, in that year, is also the year I first started learning about the Harlem Renaissance because where I went to school at in North Carolina, they didn't teach you these kind of things. Um, and Black history was like, I mean, it's it was 
it was national. It was national by that point, but they really didn't go hard in the black history department in the school that I went to in North Carolina. It was more so, you know, the regular typical holidays, Easter and all that, and you celebrated and stuff like that, but they didn't go hard for black history. But when I got to Baltimore city, I learned a lot more about me being an African-American woman, me being a black woman. And um, in Baltimore City, I learned a lot about my legacy. But that is the year, 89, is the year that I first started learning about the Harlem Renaissance because the school that I went to, they were very, I ain't going to say Afrocentric, but they taught African-Americans, you know, things uh, and things and studies um, when they could when they could squeeze it into the curriculum. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, but I learned a lot. And I, I, that year is the year I fell in love with the Harlem Renaissance and maybe the blues. I don't know. We're going to get to when I fell in love with Billie Holiday, but that's later. I want to say, like, that's middle school. Um, but, yeah, I learned a lot in the city. The city was great. I'm going to play a video real quick. Um, and I'm going to play this video because this is also a part of my Baltimore history. I was there when this video was shot and it speaks on one of the main pivotal streets in the city. And we'll get to that. Cause when I do these, these shorts, cause they're not going to be full podcast. When I do these shorts, sometimes I will throw in a little bit of history cause I'm a little history lover. Um, and this, this street right here is widely known, especially to the African-American community. Um, you had joints like the Royal, it was popping back in the day, and it's called Pennsylvania Avenue, and the song is by Dirk Between, so I'm going to play it real quick. We're in the 1500 block, and this was, this was the premier block of Baltimore. This is Pennsylvania Avenue. Jack, I grew up around 21217. Heavy drug traffic. Every soul can sell their own habits. The wolves here fainted, do you something? Got the birds nothing. Beautiful project babies. Much with rabies. The night driving crazy. The hood raised me. Never had a pops. I wore dirty socks. My mom's whooped ass on spot. Beef Popeyes, poking beans and fried chicken thighs. Frozen cups that taste good as fuck. Blowing elves while you get your things up. Your neighbors ain't shit. Play your music loud as you want. You want a bricks. Your house broken in. Can't have good shit in the hood. These gang niggas up to no good. I put on for my whole city. Rep all avenues. This dedicated to the Pennsylvania Avenue. I had a baby by a bitch off Mocha. And you can call me a fucking Dolphin Street soldier. Rap almighty myself. Raw Theater was two blocks down. It's 24 streets off the avenue, they all loading It starts with Franklin and ends on Fulton Pennsylvania Avenue, home of the dirt platoon Hey yo world, stay tuned It's 24 streets off the avenue, they all loading It starts with Franklin and ends on Fulton Pennsylvania Avenue, home of the dirt platoon Hey, yo, I was born and raised on Pennsylvania Avenue Off the lower street called Dolphin in Baltimore The East Coast Coffin The place where Melvin made millions And Mellow Mass in his jump shot My block was a one-stop drug shop Cops knocking on doors with muck shots Ask questions about Pookie Round Pressman Went up the hustling motherfuckers on pressing My soldiers on Moja In the jets with no weapon My color home veteran You can lose your soul on gold in one second Shit get a lot raw when you cross McMeckin When I was an adolescent 
say around seven. I thought the hood I lived in was heaven. Found out it was hell. With crackheads dwelling, killers by they great. The little shorty short up with gangs as they afraid. It's 24 streets off the avenue, they all loading. It starts from Franklin and ends on Fulton. Pennsylvania Avenue, home of the dirt was told. Hey, your world, stay tuned. It's 24 streets off the avenue, they all loading. It starts from Franklin and ends on Fulton. Pennsylvania Avenue, home of the dirt was told. Hey, your world, stay tuned. Some days we would play crap on the sidewalk and it would be three, four hundred thousand in cash. Millions of dollars would change things. At midnight, there would be another game upstairs over top of another pool room called the Big House. You could win two million in there if it was your night. It was a fascinating time. It was, it was a time when you had to be the message that you sent. You couldn't tell somebody you can't take my money. You, you had to prove it. So I'm back. All right. So the other thing about a Baltimore love story, I'm going to try my best to only play artists from Baltimore when I do these shorts. It'll only be like one video because it's not a full podcast. It's just a short, a short of me giving you a story of, of times in my life and um, give you a visual. I wanted my audience to get to know who I am. So I'm going to give y'all bits and pieces of that in a Baltimore love story. Um, what I will say is, um, oh no, I wanted to give you what the sneaker game looked like back in them times. Um, oh my God. Reeboks for sure. Reebok classics for sure. Um, were on the chart off the Richter scale. So, uh, we had, let's see, Jordans were popping. Um, niggas was wearing Gucci, believe it or not, but let's see what was the most popular shoes in 89 let's get to well I, a lot of people was rocking gucci some people were rocking stuff from Dap, dapper dan because they had heard about the connect so definitely jordans um were were hot on the um richter scale reeboks the pumps with the little basketball on the, they was pump they was jumping nike always was popping um um new balance always was popping hold on let me because i need a uh, of course, you had your Chuck Taylors, you had your Adidas. Showheads is always a classic, but this is one for a throwback. British Knights. If anybody remembers those sneakers, please, 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 please hit me up. British Knights. Um, it was a lot of sneakers jumping off back then, but you know everybody had their own, their own little thing going on but back then you know you had to be fresh he was wearing tennis skirts and all that good stuff so yeah it, it was what it, it was um i enjoyed every bit of my moving experience although it was rough i learned how to fight that year i definitely learned how to fight that year because i had to fight a lot of kids believe it or not um, <laughs> I learned how to fight coming to Baltimore, and I think that's why I still remain with the fighting spirit. Um, but all in all, I gained a lot of culture moving to Baltimore, so I don't have any complaints. And my child was born here, so that was 1989. We're going to keep it moving. I think I want you guys to start tossing me. Like, if you see this, if you watch it, I want you to toss it here so it's not so 
in sequence so I could just throw stories back and forth at y'all about what happened. If you like this segment of the show, um, I would like to thank anybody who tunes in in advance because this is these show these particular shows are pre-recorded. For those who are listening, you did not get to see that video by Derpatoon, but a lot of the visual explains everything that I just explained about what I saw when I moved to Baltimore in 1989 and what I've seen throughout the year, whatever you'll hear from out throughout the years. So if you want the visual, please, please, please follow us on IG miss at miss underscore Lord Lucidity, or um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is ambitiously the podcast, or you can go to our YouTube page, which is ambitiously the podcast. You can just type that in, but it'll come up as ambitiously the podcast, the, the black experience. Um, because you know I'm all about my culture. Check out our website, ambitiously the podcast. I mean, I'm sorry, ambitiouslyentertainment.com. And again, that is ambitiouslyentertainment.com. Um, get all of the latest and all the good stuff. You know what I mean? You can go listen to the radio station. You can go check out the magazine. You can go listen to the podcast because you can listen to it there as well. Um, go to the boutique, find you some flyers merch to purchase and it's it's all there and available for you um remember we are on all streaming sites um itunes spotify our heart and the list goes on and continues so check us out and um please i haven't decided on i think i'm gonna go with my original idea which is you don't know what day um a baltimore love story is gonna come it could come on a tuesday it could come on a thursday it's gonna be one of those days though um it'll alternate so by chance, if you see me promoting it, please check it out. Um, interesting little tidbits in there about myself. Um, it's one year I really don't want to get to, but I guess I, I will. Um, I'm just going to skip over a few parts because some things should be personal. If you want to be on this show, hit us up. Ambitiously the podcast, all lowercase at gmail.com. Again, that is ambitiously the podcast, all lowercase at gmail.com. Um, we definitely are always open to new guests. We are definitely open to play your music. If you have music, we are definitely here to help spread the love and promote businesses, especially black businesses, but all businesses. So whenever you get a chance, hit us up. We'll have you on, you know. We, we don't do that hating stuff over here. And my last final message is. If you're from Baltimore, then you know. If you're not from Baltimore, then you don't know. But I'm going to learn you. And with that being said, you guys have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Stay out of the way. Mind your business. And with that being said, bye. Ambitiously the podcast. I need y'all to tune in every Monday night at 9:30 for Media Monday, where we discuss trending topics. And you can tune in every Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. for Wet Wednesdays, where the adults come to play. Where the adults find us on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, Ambitiously the Podcast. And if you can't watch either one, you can download us on all streaming sites.